The Korean Thrive Podcast, episode 119, 10 Steps to Wholesale Readiness. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, just here for another week with the Create and Thrive podcast. It's awesome to be with you. I have an exciting thing planned for tomorrow. We are buying a new car. Well, not a new car because we've never bought a new car. A new to us car. And it's also the newest car <laughs> that either of us have ever had. It's only four years old. And we're super excited because it's pretty awesome. And we've saved up for it. So we're looking forward to that. We, we still have our van and our Vespa, so we're kind of like... We don't really need another car, but the van's getting old and we're thinking about selling it because we have our lovely house now and we just don't use it to travel anymore. Not at this point in time. So we're getting something that might be a little bit cheaper to run and a bit more practical because, you know, the van we have, we can't park it in any parking lots because it's too high. And yeah, it's uh, it's something that'll be quite fun. Um, we're getting a Beetle, one of the new Beetles. It's called a Fender Edition. That's if everything goes to plan. Fingers crossed tomorrow all goes to plan and we come home in our new car, which will be lovely. So that's the exciting news for me for this week. What is, what's exciting in your life? I hope something fun is happening in your life this week. Another piece of exciting news is, of course, that my course, Wholesale Know How, is just about to close for registration in a couple of days' time and class starts on Monday, the 28th of August. I only run this course once a year. Uh, so if you do want to jump on board, learn everything you need to know about selling your handmade goods wholesale. It's not just me at teaching, because as you know, my specialty is online business. It's my friend. I co-teach with my friend, Melanie Augustine, and she is an absolute expert in selling handmade goods wholesale. She's been doing it herself for over 12 years successfully. And so she's got all of the knowledge and uh, she's willing to share it with you <laughs> and help you kind of figure it all out so you can get started with wholesale and also trade shows. If you wanted to learn how to sell at trade shows, we've got that covered as well. Head on over to wholesaleknowhow.com as soon as possible so you don't miss out on registration. As I said, it closes on Sunday, 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So as I publish this, you've only got a couple of days to get in before we close the doors for a whole year. So this episode is about wholesale. It hopefully will help you kind of make a decision on whether wholesale is something you want to do now or if it's something you want to do at all. So this is, uh, I actually have this episode as a downloadable PDF in much less detail than I talk about in this episode. But if you do want a downloadable copy of this, the 10 steps, head on over to createandthrive.com and sign up for the Create and Thrive email list. Uh, you get access to the Handmade Business Toolkit which includes this as well as many other free downloadables uh, and pieces of information and eBooks and stuff like that. If you're already on the list, look for your most recent email podcast email from me, scroll to the bottom and you'll see the link and the password you need to access all of that stuff. And if you're not there, sign up and you can get access to it pretty much straight away. So let's dive into this episode where I outline 10 steps you need to take to make sure you're ready to sell wholesale. So we're going to be talking about 10 steps to wholesale readiness. Now, if you actually want a downloadable copy of this, head on over to the blog, look for episode 119 of the podcast. There'll be a link there to join the Create and Thrive mailing list. And when you do that, you get access to the Handmade Biz Toolkit. And this is 
this uh, these steps as a PDF are one of the many, many freebies that are available in the Handmade Biz Toolkit once you subscribe to the mailing list. And if you're already a subscriber, go look for your most recent email from me, um, most recent podcast email from me at the bottom of that email. You will find the link and the password to access the Handmade Biz Toolkit. So let's get started with this. Step number one, do I believe in my product? So when you think about the pieces you create, do you feel that by making and selling them, you are fulfilling a need or a desire, which makes the world a little better? You need to also feel like your products are of extremely high quality and they are finished in a way that ensures their longevity. A lot of people kind of shy away from wholesale because they're still a bit iffy about the quality of their products they look at other shops they look you know retail shop spaces and think oh will my stuff stack up will my stuff stand up against this other work is it up to scratch so you have to decide that and make sure that you're you know experienced enough and your work is good enough quality that you would be happy to sell it in a retail space against you know competitors or whatever so and you know it Chances are it probably is. It's just you're not 100% convinced that it is. So you need to kind of do the work. And if you are a bit unsure, a bit worried about this, go to those shops and actually look at the stuff that's similar to yours. Look at the quality. And I'm pretty sure that you will find that your stuff is up to scratch. In fact, I've often looked at things available in retail shops and actually thought it's not as good quality as my work. And that's a nice feeling. Um, so, you know, go check it out. If you, if that is a worry for you, actually go look at what's out there and, you know, that'll help put your mind at rest that your stuff is good enough quality to actually put out there into the world. Step two, do I make items which are easily replicated? So can you make the same item almost exactly as the last? And do you have a range of these items to showcase? You can, of course, wholesale one-of-a-kind items, but it'll it's going to be much more difficult because, you know, you've got to create a line sheet, you've got to send that out to people, and you can't then send it out to multiple people at once because what if somebody buys that one thing, somebody else wants it, you know. It's so much easier if you have a reproducible product line uh, because it makes so mu- it makes it so much easier to grow your stockist list and actually get your work out there into as many different places as possible. Now, you know, if you do make one of a kind, the way I would approach this would be to you know offer different pieces to different places. If you're you know if you're approaching more than one place at once, or go one by one and allow people to to buy those one of a kind items, but. You know, that's a bit of a, it'll be a bit of a slower process, but that's okay if that works for you. But if you really do want to grow a very profitable uh, wholesale business, I highly recommend you have at least some reproducible items in your product line. Number three, can I ensure every item is of a similar quality? So, you know, we talked about, is my stuff up to scratch? Well, can we ensure that every item, especially reproducible items, will they look, feel, and weigh the same? So you should be able to randomly test any of your items to ensure your product quality is managed across all the pieces you create. Of course, this becomes even more important as your business grows and you get other people, if possible, if 
possibly to make stuff for you. You know, you need to be really strong on quality management and control of that because this stuff is going out into the world. And once it's gone, you know, you, you can't get it back to fix it. Step four, if I halved my prices, would I still be happy with my income? So this is the basic equation for retailers who purchase your goods and they mark it up by a minimum of 100%. In other words, they double what they paid for it. So if you're only selling direct to your customers at the moment, if you're not doing any wholesaling, you need to realize that that is your retail price. If you're selling wholesale, you're going to be selling at 50% of that current retail price. And if that's too low, you're going to need to increase your retail price so you can increase your wholesale price. The name of the game is that you should be able to sell your work at a wholesale price and still make a profit, not just cover your costs, but actually make a profit. Because if you're not doing that, then there's no point in selling wholesale. You know, you need to be charging enough so that you can make a profit on top of your materials costs and your time costs and your overheads to make it worth your while. And that's why with wholesale, you know, you set an order minimum um, in value or pieces because by selling in bulk, you know, you earn less, but you get that big chunk of money at once. So if you are thinking about going into wholesale, you really need to go back and look at your pricing structure and make sure you've actually calculated that in to your pricing structure. All right. Step five, can I make a large volume of items within a few weeks? So you don't want to overextend yourself. You need to think about how many of your items you can make and how fast. For example, how quickly could you fill an order of 20 items? What about a hundred items? You know, some shops might want to buy a big order from you. How long is it going to take you to fill that order? Is it realistic? You need to make sure that you set a realistic order turnaround time frame with your wholesale customers so that you will definitely get things to them. And, you know, ideally you're going to be getting stuff to them within no more than a few weeks to a month. But, you know, with your work, that might not be realistic. So you need to have that in black and white to make sure everybody's on the same page about how quickly you can actually turn around your orders and get them to your customers. Step six, have I fostered a social media presence and interest in my product from fans? This is an important one because if you're trying to reach out and gain new retailers, you're trying to convince people to stock your work. If you can show them that you've already got a solid following and can offer to promote your brand's new retail space, it may work in your favor for securing that sale to that particular retail space. So if you've got a strong social media presence and you know you can show that to your potential retailers, that gives them, you know, it's that social proof, it's that bit of security. They know that your stuff is already popular. They already know they know that you've already got customers. There's already a market for your product. So they'll be more willing to take it on. And obviously that reciprocal um, promotion is a really good thing as well because you can tell people where they can go to find your stuff in shops rather than, you know, if they're the sort of person who prefers to go look at things in person before they buy it, it gives them that option. Step seven, am I ready to accept some knockbacks before I make a sale? All right. You have to be ready to accept 
like rejection, basically. (laughs) Most retailers won't be ready to spend money at the same moment you're ready to sell to them. You may need to approach many different businesses and retailers before you find the person or the shop that's the right fit or the right timing, which means you may hear the word no a few times or a lot of times before you get a yes. You need to be prepared for that, mentally prepared and realize that it's nothing personal, it's business. They're choosing to say no. There could be so many reasons they're saying no. be the wrong time they could be fully stocked your work just might not fit with them it might not be the you know it might be they are interested but not now so you know don't feel disheartened by that keep trying and also at the front end of things be really selective with who you do approach make sure that you're pretty confident that you your work will fit with their store before you even bother don't just randomly find a list of (laughs) you know all of the boutiques in your city and then kind of spam them all do your research and find the ones that will work well for you ideally start small start local actually find those shops visit them don't approach the person at the counter and ask them about it um, don't put that pressure on them. I mean, you can ask them, you know, do you wholesale or, or, or do consignment? Um, but don't walk in there with samples and stuff like that. It, it's, it's confronting and the person at the counter might not be the one who's actually making the decisions. So the best thing to do is go in there, get a feel for the place, make sure it's the right fit. And then ask, you know, if you, if you do want to talk to someone, ask the person at the counter, who do I contact to get in touch about this? Or look on their website ideally and you'll find that information. So step eight, can I comfortably speak about my products and be positive and encouraging to potential buyers? So if you replied yes to step one, if you'll remember as being confident about your work, can you actually speak these truths with confidence to the retailer who wants to buy your products wholesale? So have you practiced your pitch to others? Because that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be contacting people and pitching them that your stuff is awesome enough (laughs) to actually take up real estate in their shop. And if you, you know, if it is wholesale that they actually have to pay for it. And then if they don't sell it, that's it. You know, they're, they're taking a risk on you. So you need to really be able to elucidate that. You need to be able to speak it. You need to give them the words, not only the words that will convince them, but the words they can then use to sell your products to the end buyer. And so that is what having a pitch is all about, putting that together. Step nine, am I ready to consider taking on staff? If you sell a larger volume of products and hit a ceiling, which you will, of how many items you can physically make, would you consider taking on staff to help you in your business and to ensure that you could deliver more product? Now, would the, these could be administrative staff or they could be actual makers. I don't know anyone with a successful wholesale business, like a, a, a big uh, successful wholesale business who doesn't have some sort of help. They've either got someone helping them make their items or they've got someone doing the administrative stuff like packing, emails, all that sort of stuff. Because when you focus on selling wholesale as opposed to direct retail, it kind of doubles your making workload to make, not to make the same amount of money, but you know, you get the idea. If I'm selling 10 rings directly to my customers, I'm earning double what I would be if I'm selling those 10 rings to a wholesale customer. So you have to, if you're focusing on wholesale, you have to make more product to bring in the same volume of money. So you have to think about that, um, you know, 
do I need help? Because I will, you know, you will hit a ceiling of how many items you can make. It's as simple as that. But if you, you know, that might not be the case. You might just want to do some wholesale and keep it a, you know, 30% of your business or 10%, whatever it is for you. But this is more for people who are making wholesale the majority of their business. It's a, it's a, you know, you can have any sort of percentage there that you feel comfortable with. For example, you know, when I started Ethereal, I had probably about 20% of my sales were wholesale in the first few years. There was a period there. Um, and I did it because, you know, I was still growing the, the online retail side of the business. We were still doing markets occasionally, trying basically trying out all the different methods and see what worked. And we moved away from um, wholesale and markets because for our particular product, especially because every single one of our rings is custom made to size, it doesn't make sense for us to sell wholesale because we can't really make those custom pieces. So, you know, our business is this weird hybrid of reproducible items with custom design. So it doesn't work with markets or wholesale. It really works with direct retail. So you have to look at your business and what you sell and see which method will work. And if wholesale will work, you know, think about how much of your business you want to be wholesale. And step 10, do I know my goal in entering the world of wholesaling? Sit down with paper and pen or pencil or crayon, whatever, and decide why you want to wholesale your products. Like what's your, what's your goal here? Why are you deciding to try this world of wholesaling? Maybe you want to see your work in shops. That's a, that's a valid reason. Maybe you want um, to access different markets that you can't get to online. Maybe you want to uh, grow your business in a local area and, and grow people's awareness of your business. Then there's many, many reasons. Maybe you want to, you know, bring in that extra bit of money, probably multiple things, but write down what they are and actually get clear on it and write down any financial goals as well. So how much money or percentage of your income would you like to eventually bring in from wholesaling, for example, and the reasons why you feel it's the next step for your business. And when you've got that clear, go back, read through the above questions again, or listen back through them if you haven't downloaded the PDF of them and check your answers and, you know, just make sure that you're clear on it and everything's, you know, clear in your mind because like any business decision until you decide why you're doing it, you'll struggle to make progress. And it's also really important that you're clear on why you're doing it because it will be challenging like anything else. And it's, you know, you have to have that burning why to push yourself and move forward. So that's my 10 steps to wholesale readiness. Uh, Those are just things to think about to help you decide whether wholesaling is something you want to do. Maybe it's something you want to do later. Maybe it's something you want to do right now. And if it is something you want to do right now and you really want to, you're really enthusiastic about it, you're sure you want to go for it, then I strongly encourage you to come and join me and Melanie Augustine for our course Wholesale Know How. Head on over to wholesalenowhow.com for all the information and to join us. As I said at the beginning, remember, registration closes very soon and the class starts Monday, August the 28th, 2017. Okay. Let's wrap things up for another week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, it's an honor to be helping you out on your handmade business journey. I'm Jess Van Den. This is the Create and Thrive podcast for another week and goodbye for now.